Hollis and welcome. This is Josh Dippold of IntegratingPresence.com. Today I've got Dr. Lynn Carey with me. Do you mind if I call you Lynn? Sure. Call me Lynn. That's great. Lynn, how's it going today? It's going great. How are you, Josh? I'm doing well. So what I usually do for folks I haven't talked to much is I just throw it back to them to introduce themselves. Who is Dr. Lynn Carey and what does she do? Yeah, so I think... it. My whole life's been a journey, and in the beginning, as a child, I questioned everything about life, that there had to be more than what I was being shown. And I believe that uh, mental kind of stress manifested as a disease called scoliosis, which is curvature of the spine when I was 14. And I ended up having uh, spinal surgery because I just followed what the mainstream medical world said, and they put Harrington rods in my spine. And, you know, the surgery itself, according to them, was a success. But afterwards, I had on and off pain and different symptoms and sicknesses for the next five years that just they couldn't help me with. So I was in college just trying to find myself. And um, someone told me to look into chiropractic as a profession, not even as a as a healing tool, just as a profession. I never heard of it. And I read the pamphlet and it said the power that made the body heals the body. And it was the first time I heard truth. And I thought, why hasn't anybody told me this? I didn't even get adjusted. I just went to chiropractic school. Like, ignorance is bliss, you know? And um, it changed my life. And it wasn't a quick fix at, at all, but it just started my healing journey and it started my spiritual path. Very nice. I've actually only been to a chiropractor, I think, a handful of times years and years ago. And I was diagnosed with what they called scoliosis at the time, like a slight curvature of the spine, not serious enough to be um, scoliosis. But I will say my dad uh, has been in um, quite severe pain on and off probably for 20 years. He had broke his neck in a car accident. And so he finds uh, a lot of relief going to the chiropractor, but I just want to jump in here and say, you know, what about people that will use chiropractor? Um, how would you say chiropractory? <laughs> yes. Uh, so use that for, and you cut off by the way, say it one more time. Oh, chiropractic. Chiropractic. Yeah. They use uh, chiropractic practices, I guess, as a temporary relief. And they don't do anything else, really. They just go to the chiropractor and they want them to fix it all for them, too, which uh, it's way healthier modality than I'd say go and get pumped up full of pills and things like this, right? Uh, but how do you, what, what, what would you say to this, too? And, and, I, I just jumping off into a tangent here right away, but this is uh, this is what's coming up right now. So I thought I'd, I'd ask you about it. Yeah. No, that's I totally agree with you. In fact, I had my practice for 18 years and I retired my practice because I did not get into it to fix people. That was not my journey at all. Um, getting adjusted for me was a way to reconnect to my body. It opened up the energy centers. I had a lot of trauma from the surgery, but really I was doing the inner work. And I believe, you know, people wanted to come in, you know, I think everybody likes a quick fix. That wasn't my philosophy. It was for wellness. And I really saw people had to do the inner work on themselves. That was a big part for me, losing the fear, understanding how my body heals, being in control, you know, becoming my own best doctor. And that's what I always preach to people. And that's why I'm big on even creating your desired life, because 
I believe that all areas of life, if they're not in your highest alignment, they come out as physical symptoms. So for ultimate well-being, you really need to look at relationships, mindset, your how you spend your day, your finances, everything. It all, you know, health and wellness to me isn't just like diet and exercise. It's so much bigger. So let's let's dive into that. Uh, if you want to address this from your own personal journey and maybe uh, give examples or, um, yeah, like I guess we can just start with like what do you feel is like the biggest thing, either in you know, in general of all time or recently, you know, that, uh, that you, that you work with people and seeing people that, um, could use improvement and then maybe what people are actually doing quite well with, you know, I think it's really following your highest purpose, like following that inner happiness, your inner journey, you know, your inner calling to what you're supposed to be doing in here. Sometimes people think it's just a pipe dream, but I really believe we're here. Our soul comes in with a purpose. And it's what inspires you. It, it, it doesn't have to be drastic. Some things, it's big dreams for people, but sometimes it's little dreams for people. But a lot of times we write that off. We, we call, you know, we've been told through a mainstream society that's not important. But that is, I believe it's our God source, our inner God. We are God inside calling us. It's directing us out to contribute to the collective consciousness. But that is a life force. I mean, the basis of chiropractic philosophy is that we recognize that there is an inner wisdom always running the body, doing what it needs to do. I mean, as we sit here, all your organs are functioning, right? Millions and millions of things going on all day long. You couldn't consciously control that. So we always say, what is the body trying to do? Well, the life force, that life force or inner wisdom flows ultimately when you're happy, when you're following your inspiration, while, while you're following your purpose, when you're in alignment to your higher self, that's your immune system. That's the whole thing. So I don't think people take it your beat your happiness as you know as important as it really is these are really good points i mean the body has its own wisdom right we don't have to tell the body okay you need to chew each bite of food like this right okay you have to put this this leg the right leg just a little bit up and then we don't have to tell a story every time it just knows how to do it has its own inbuilt intelligence right and the proprioception we know where one limb is just intuitively and innately without having to think about it or seek an expert or you know call a friend or have therapy about it the in the body doesn't lie to us either right it's uh has like the mind well the mind can go uh, it has no shame. The mind sometimes, right? It will it will tell us all these things, but the the body uh, won't lie, and it has its own wisdom. Um, yeah. So this 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 purpose. This is a really interesting thing. I know for me, when I first started to wake up a little bit, it seemed really important, but I had no idea, and I it was kind of freaking out a little bit by oh, I have to find my purpose. I have to know my purpose. And I guess the way it unfolded for me was more like it just kind of did it gradually. And if I had to like tell you exactly what it was, I, I don't even know if I could say it. I just kind of know what I should be doing and what I'm doing is kind of my purpose here. So, I, I mean, if people come, I'm sure you probably hear this too, you know, what is my purpose? How do I find my purpose? Uh, what would you say to, what do you, what do you, how do you guide people through discovering their purpose or do you have anything to say in general about it? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think 
sometimes we think it's greater than it has to be. I think it really is your purpose is your happiness, like little things that make you happy. Maybe I think it looks different for everyone. It doesn't have to be um, this grand thing. We want to label everything as a society, I think. And I think we get stuck in labels. I mean, even I tell people like, don't get, don't get caught up in the disease label because it's just dis-ease in your body. It's energy. It's you're either flowing your energy or not. Everything can heal. I don't buy into the disease labels anymore because I saw through it. Um, so even just something as simple as that, we want to always label ourselves. Like I had to like <laughs> call myself a chiropractor and it, you know, I went through this guilt that I didn't want to practice anymore because I am a chiropractor. I should be holding a practice, you know, and I, we go through all these labels. So I think it's just following your happiness. And I think some, we're just taught not to listen to ourselves is the problem. I think it's there. Sometimes people don't believe they can have what they want, so they don't pay attention to it. But I think one of the simplest things to get back to yourself, to, to retrain yourself, to get back to that inner voice is journaling. It's just a simple way. I think there's something very healing to putting pen to paper. And you can start with writing down ideas that come to you, even if they make no sense, just write them down, write things that maybe you think about throughout the day. Um, you can do a gratitude list, things that make you happy, things that inspired you, maybe even that you took a walk today and the sun was on your face or you petted a dog, you know, little things, because what that does is it reorients you to things where you get that inspired, happy feeling. And then you're going to start attracting more of that, right? You're opening yourself up to the universe to give you more and more. And it's just a general unfoldment. You know, don't get stuck in that it has to be this big label. It's about getting back to your inner joy, your inner happiness. And I think from there, your life starts to unfold. The label thing for me is really important. Um, you know, what we really kind of call ourselves and tell ourselves who we are is kind of what we've become. So it's it's really important to this kind of narrative we tell about ourselves. And for me, labels can be helpful for a short time, but if we if that's who we think take ourselves to be, we're limiting ourselves, right? Labels are very limiting. You know, um, yes, it's helpful to maybe pick one up from time to time to kind of try it on and get the understanding of when it's helpful. But yeah, it, it it's at a certain point though, people start t taking it on as an identity and that's where it gets to be a trouble, gets to be trouble. And they start leading their story with a label, you know, I'm this, especially the diagnosis. Right. And so they, they build this identity around a diagnosis, right. And, and coming from what's wrong instead of, you know, what is the, you know, what am I for, not what am I against, basically. So instead of fighting it and kind of giving it even more and more energy, we 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 um we say what we're for and then we put energy into that. You made me think of a couple of things that I think uh, contribute to this conversation. People would come into my office and say, oh, I had this injury 25 years ago, you know? And I'm like, well, let it go. It's not even there anymore, but you keep recreating it in your mind. Like even what they say happened to the body. I'm like, that would have healed a million years ago, but they're still talking about it. Like they have this pain from that. You know, it's because mentally, emotionally, they didn't let it clear. They wrapped their mind around having, like they own that injury. You know, even I don't even identify with having, and my spine, if you feel it, it feels weird, but I don't even think about the scoliosis. Like that's like another lifetime. I'm grateful for that because it set me free to have true health freedom. But this is the thing. I think because society sets us up like you get your degree, you get your job, you get married. It's like 
okay, then what do you do for the rest of your 40 to 60 years of your life? We are a soul that needs to evolve and change. So we get stuck at these identities and these labels. We stop our soul growth because our me mental mind saying, oh, we are these things. And they are good for a period of time. But then sometimes it's time to let it go and try on something new and experience new things. I think the inner joy comes from having interests and exploring those interests, whether they're your job or not. You know, it could overlap, it could not. But it's about allowing yourself to try new things, no matter what age you are. You know, I think we buy it even to the ageism label. We can be living fully until the end and then we drop the body and transition and, and we're eternal. But we buy into this age, like, oh, I'm a certain age now and my body's going to start to do this and I shouldn't be doing these. I'm too old to do these things. That's crap, you know? So I think that all ties in together. Very good points here. Um, you know, I, I wonder though, and now I, I agree with pretty much all of that. What about severe trauma though? I don't know if you've worked with people with severe trauma, you know, in, in certain cases to me, it doesn't seem like, you know, you should just say, oh, just let go of that. Right. Because it is really deep, deeply ingrained and it takes a, it's a different kind of process than what we've been talking about so far from what I understand. Now I'm not really trained in, in a lot of trauma and things like that, but I'm definitely very interested in this. And so how, how do you, do you address any of the, the trauma differently? People that have severe trauma, I don't know if you've worked with, with patients like that or not. And, and how would that differ? It's good to find someone who can really dive into that area of trauma. Like what if there's sexual trauma or something like that? I wouldn't be an expert in that. But I think they should try and find a, a, someone who is helps them move through it. But I know even for me, I carried a lot of darkness for a lot of years as a child. And there was a point where, especially after I had my son, I feel like I went through another dark night of the soul and I just couldn't shake the darkness. And so there's different avenues. Therapy, you have to find the right therapist because I think sometimes therapy can get you stuck into holding on to that label too. You want to find someone who will actually move you through it. I've read a book about someone who endured horrific trauma her whole life. And one of the things that really helped her was journaling. She was able to clear a lot and she's fully, I mean, she is one of the most wise and joyful and, and advanced people I know. And you wouldn't even think that you could survive a childhood about what she had. So I know it's possible. So you want to find someone who moves through it. So even when I was going through my dark night of the soul, I found um, the Sedona method and it was, it's by Hal Dwoskin. And it's just, it I built a course. I mean, it was like a CDs and a workbook and, and there's a book, but I think there's even YouTube videos now that you could just check out. But you just sit with the questions, like, can you allow yourself to be with this experience right now or feel this right now? Yes or no. Can you, you know, just let it go for just for now? Yes or no. So as you just like be with the feelings, because I think a lot of us are afraid to go there because it's too dark. So you can get a, someone to support you through it if you need that. Just make sure the person's going to guide you through it and not keep you stuck there. I think that's the difference. We want to allow these dark feelings to come up and be okay with it because it's part of the experience. Part of our human experience is to have all these different emotions. They're important. But what happens, we get stuck there instead of moving through them where we can really feel our bliss state. 
this is really good stuff too. Um, the shadow work, um, especially early on, was a big, a big deal, and it's really important, especially for people like you say that have been kind of mired in darkness for quite some time. And uh, in my case, I really didn't even realize it. Um, the the thing though, you said earlier about um, you know the life purpose being happiness. I, that's it's it's hugely profound, you know the the to me it's having a little bit more buddhist leanings you know it's suffer knowing suffering in the end of suffering or dukkha in the end of dukkha it can be stress as a uh, translation for that word you know knowing stress and then that that's possible to end stress and once stress is ended you know i mean it's, it's supposedly possible then you know what's left it's it's kind of like more of our true nature the true nature of the heart where it, it is these boundless states of kindness and compassion and uh, rejoicing, being happy for other people's happiness, and this this equanimity, this kind of grandparently wisdom that's kind of wise and even keel, very caring, but uh, kind of more hands-off where we, we're there for people, but we realize we can't live their lives for them. They have to make their own decisions, right? And so I think there's this this can't really be emphasized enough, this notion of well-being where uh, we can look at it as just an absence of, of stress and, you know, an absence of ill will, you know, an absence of greed. These, And then what's left are these beautiful positive qualities that shine through. Uh, would you like to say anything about these, these heart qualities, you know, that, um, or any other heart qualities you would like that uh, tie in with, you know, happiness? You know, I feel like I entered a, I had an experience in my first couple of years of practice after getting the, my own, doing my own inner work, body work that I was getting done, all the work I was doing on other people. And then I did mission trips to other countries to adjust people there. And I really started to tap into different energy frequencies. And I, and I reached a very high, I call it my gray state. And it, the only way I can describe it, there really is no words. I, I kind of really gravitated to Rumi and Hafiz's poems because I felt like they were describing this experience I was having because I couldn't just tell the average person. You know, I didn't know, I didn't have words, but it was like falling in love, but there was no other person involved. You're just happy. You're just blissful. You're blissed out. And even the problems that you think are problems in your daily life, you start laughing at because it just looks silly in that higher frequency. And I believe, I call that my gray state. I believe that is our natural state. I believe that's what we can all work towards. That is the heart. Maybe that's the heart center, right? That is the God source. That is our natural state. And I believe that's what everybody's searching for. You know, everybody wants the next relationship, right? Or the next high, or they think that they're going to get this next career or more money. And they, cause it's going to give them maybe a glimpse of the high, but it's not, a, it's not the natural high. It's not sustainable. It's really tapping into our own inner nature and then creating your life from there. And that takes care of itself. That's natural alignment. That's where you're going to naturally help serve other people. You're going to naturally do good in the world. You're not going to do the, you're not going to even, you can't even fathom doing anything bad for other people. You know, you're not worried about somebody else is getting more than you. Like it, it's, everything balances out in that state. It gives me chills talking about it. I, I really truly believe that is where humanity is headed towards. We could call it 5D. I really don't know the term for it, but I know this crap matrix that, you know, mainstream matrix that we've been taught or we've been living in as humanity is not working. It sucks. I didn't like being in it. 
So I am so grateful that I found my gray state. And for the last 20 some years, I've been able to create my life from that place, create my desired life because I wanted, you know, my outside when I wanted to feel as free as I do within myself. So that's been my journey. And I'm able to find that gray state no matter what my outside world looks like, too. I've noticed I've become pretty good at it. So I think that's the mastery that we're here to learn is create your heaven on earth. I really believe that's what we're here for. I love this uh, grace state and the, 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 the qualities I was talking about is the Brahma Viharas or the dwelling place of the gods or the divine abodes, the sublime abidings. And it is, it, it really is. We think of where we live and if we, you know, metaphorically, if we live from that spot, then, you know, um, and you're talking about alignment, then it doesn't really matter so much what crosses our path as long as we have the wisdom to know how to see it and respond to it. But as far as the, the heart being the way it is, this is these, these states, these, um, these abodes, they're the, the places that I found the best places to live on earth, in heaven, wherever, you know, the, the here and now. So you, you have a book too. Do you want to uh, tell us about, tell the listeners and, and me about your book? Yeah, so I wrote my book, uh, it's called My Journey to Grace, and the subtitle is Shattering Mainstream Illusions and Creating My Desired Life. I wrote it when we first locked down three years ago, because I was really upset about what was happening. I knew it wasn't right. And I just saw this fear mongering going on. And I thought, if everybody understood health the way I understood it, this wouldn't be happening. So I thought maybe it's time to share my story. I thought I was still figuring out other aspects of life. And I thought maybe I'd write a book down the road. But I just thought it was really important to share. We need more stories of how we heal ourselves, more empowerment, more inspiration, because I think we learn from each other. We learn from other people's stories because, oh, that person can do it. It gives me inspiration that I can do it. And that's really why I wrote uh, my story down in a book to share with others. Well, that's really cool. And yeah, one of the biggest thing I, I saw during this was the state of fear that was going on on both sides of the issue. Or I guess it was an issue. It doesn't seem like it should have been an issue, but it, it, it turned into being that. You've got you know, extreme fear on both sides. Let's just, I'll just say that. And, and to me, that runs down the immune system, right? And uh, yeah, and what a better time to write a book, I guess, right, during the during that time period. And uh, yeah, well, beautiful. So um, I guess we'll, we'll start wrapping up here. What, um, tell people what you have going on, um, like what kind of services you offer. Uh, tell people where they can buy the book, where to find you online, your website, and, and then also whatever uh, message you want to leave the listeners with. Yeah, so I have a website, creatingmydesiredlife.com. You can find my book there. You can ask me a question. You can get on my emailing list. I do have um, a masterclass where people, it's like kind of like a, a video course that I put together. If you were have like a consult with me about creating your desired life, this is, this is everything. I gave you everything I have, like a little blueprint. And I also have um, a healthy habits coaching if you want to really be mindful and um, create healthy habits in your life from a, not a strict way, but a joyful way. I, I help people with that. And also, if you want to create another stream of income to work towards financial freedom, I have a business mentorship program also. And really just, it's important to follow your joy. That is part of your immune system. So just don't take it lightly. Do whatever you can to find that state. At least start with a few minutes every day to get into that joyful state and um, 
find what makes you happy and follow your heart's desires and your inspirations because it's it's really important. Well, thanks so much, Dr. Lynn Carey, for joining me today. And may you all out there be blessed with your greatest, most optimal bliss, well-being, happiness, and joy. Bye now. Thanks for listening. Check out integratingpresence.com for show notes and similar material.